We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro where recovery is possible by your local New England Kubota tractor dealers by Northeast Electrical where pros need pros at needco.com by Catches Law Group the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com and by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer now WEEI Football Sunday WEI Football Sunday marches on. It is the top of hour number two, the 11A spot. And, of course, that means one thing and one thing alone. It's time to be joined by the great Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tom E. is brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180 and by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. Tommy Kern joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. When last we spoke, Tom, you were taking a left into a Dunkin' Donuts after playing pickup hoops. Where do we find you this morning? Uh, we're in the blue chair in the front room, reclined, just got my coffee. Skipped hoop this morning because I stayed up watching a uh, show called Gamora a little too late. And I said, you know what, I'll just go shoot in the afternoon. Boy, uh, so you watched a little Gamora. I imagine uh, you switched over to some sort of binging alternative because the night game was such a trash fire uh, with the Eagles up 28 nothing before anybody could refresh their beverage. Before we get into the Patriots stuff, um, just wanted to see what was your biggest takeaway from a bit of a lackluster day one of divisional weekend? It's just really, to me, Kansas City is and Patrick Mahomes are just a superior team and they have the edge and advantage that the Patriots kind of enjoyed for a long time. I mean, I'm not sure I'm there with so many people who were saying, Oh, Jacksonville's going to be back. Jacksonville's going to be back. I mean, they're, they're good, but I think Jacksonville will fit neatly into the same pile of mediocrities that exist that the Patriots are now in as well. I mean, I am not massively a Trevor Lawrence guy. He's a very good player, but, the notion that he's the next in line to join that upper echelon of the top five. I don't see that yet. Tom, what are your thoughts? And again, this is not a Patriots related question, but we touched on a little bit earlier, Fitzy and I, what are your thoughts on Andy Reed uh, as a coach? And when it's all said and done, what his legacy will be? I know he won his 10th playoff game with the chiefs first coach ever to win 10 playoff games with two different franchises. What do do you think is going to be the, uh, the uh, legacy of Andy Reed when it's all said and done? How many titles does he have? Two? One. 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 I mean, the legacy will be an unbelievable offensive head coach that he extracted from two, you know, top ten quarterbacks, Mahomes just being that. But um, 
the most that he could and fashioned offenses around him. And Donald McNabb and Patrick Mahomes um, created an offense that you know maximized tight ends. Um, in the case of Kelsey, um, just uh, he'll be a Hall of Famer certainly because of all he's piled up. But it's it's so hard because the Patriots blocked so many teams from winning Super Bowls. So did Peyton Manning to an extent as well. But um, yeah, I think that my take is Andy, and I do. Am I being harsh? I mean, um, he's an all-time great, but the gap between him and Belichick is massive. Well, it sounds We're like great. I'm a little. I'm a little higher on him than you are. I think he's the second best coach of the generation, and I think if you're a Reed supporter, doing it in two places and doing it with multiple quarterbacks along the way, if you throw sort of Alex yeah. Smith in there and the yeah, fillers, too, you're right. You know, there's a little. I think you can make a good argument for how good Andy Reed is. The Super Bowls, it's always going to be a problem trying to challenge Super Bowls with Belichick, but the rest of it, I think you can make a solid argument that he is a. Better, much better than just a good head coach. That he's a great head okay. coach. He is a great, no doubt. He is a great head coach. He has been a great head coach. Is he one of? Is he the second best during this tenure from 2000 to 2020? Yeah, you'd put some other guys that we've overlooked in there. Maybe uh, you know, Cower was great, and you know, well, Dungey's in the hall. Great. Yeah, and then there, of course Jeff Fisher, and uh, what what. <laughs> I was listening. He's not going seven and nine, bro. Okay. <laughs> and Tony Dungy is on timeout this week for a tweet, so I'm not so sure. I can't even so- get into that stuff. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, we don't need to go to the litter box, Tom. Tommy Kern, of course, from NBC Sports Boston, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. All right, to the elephant in the room, or to the big Billy O in the room, uh, Tom. Would it be the a shock of shocks, a surprise of surprises, if Billy O'Brien is not named Patriots offensive coordinator, we'll say maybe in the next 48 to 72 hours? I think that's the, uh, that, that's the expectation. Things have gotten extremely quiet on all fronts, um, and they became that way around midweek. So my perception is that Bill O'Brien has – tracking towards being named the offensive coordinator. I think the, the main thing, arguing in its favor, the, mo- the most clear signal is we haven't heard from Arizona or Carolina in terms of interviewing him for their head coaching job, which I think would give him the most pause if that was to arise. So to me, yeah, I think it's going to happen fairly shortly. Uh, that makes, since that's kind of become feelings like the foregone conclusion, the rest of the staff now becomes more interesting, especially with these interviews. Do you think there's a chance any of these other interviews could be on staff in assistant roles? And what is Troy Brown's future? Because I know some people, Mike Giardi on our podcast kind of brought up, well, you know, the wide receiver position didn't look like it was overly well coached. Is Troy Brown on solid footing? So what do you think of the other assistant coach jobs? I think there's going to have to be some movement. You know, offensive line, will it continue to just be Billy Gates? Will Bill O'Brien want to bring somebody in with him? Still, Perry has mentioned Doug Marone, who is very close with O'Brien and has been while they were at Alabama as well. They've been actual roommates the last couple of years. So could Doug Marone come back and be an offensive line coach? I know. That That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. So would that be something that, that would happen? Um Patricia's contract is up. Does he go back to defense? Does he go up 
upstairs? Does he leave the offense entirely? Does he leave the team entirely? Which is something I'm hearing rumblings about. It's not a report. Mm. I'm just hearing rumblings that, mm. hey, you never know. Mm. Patricia might not be back at all. Mm. So, wow. And then where does Joe Judge go? He should go to special teams. Don't and tell him Cam Akewood should go someplace else. <laughs> I don't think Cam Akewood needs to lose his job. You know, as Phil was telling me that, you know, he talked to a number of players in the locker room after the double punt return, uh, double kickoff return day. And some of the players, it's, like, it's not, it, you can't fix the mistakes that were made from the sideline. They were simple user error by players on the field who should have known better. So, yeah, he deserves, after two years of less than ideal special teams coaching, some reassignment. But, you know, does Joe Judge resist that idea? And if he does resist that idea, where in God's name does he get off resisting that idea? <laughs> as far as the actual roster itself, I know where, you know, people are now starting to dabble in mock drafts, and I can't read any of those now. I'm not sure how many you and Phil are going to have to put up between now and April. But Phil will between... have oodles. I will have none. <laughs> that's the that's the Perry spot, and you 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 allow him to do that on next pats, and he does a great job on it as well. I'm sure we'll turn out a hundred at wei.com as well. But what would you say, Tom, between free agency, the draft, et cetera, whatever, um, is the biggest roster need or biggest roster question facing the Patriots now? Uh, is there two weeks into the offseason? Offensive line, left tackle, and perhaps right tackle, both. I think Connor McDermott has to be re-signed, believe it or not. I think that's actually going to be a priority. He played more than capably. But you have to have a starting level right tackle slash left tackle. Is Trent Brown going to come back at the left tackle position for the rate of a right tackle, which is what the Patriots were paying him at last year? Or was that part of his agitation when he kept sending out cryptic tweets? Address the tackle position. You have enough interior um, line ability to be able to compete with anybody. But if you want to get the most from the quarterback, if you want to have actual protection to get the ball to your playmakers and maximize their abilities, make sure that Matt Jones is protected. Then you can worry about the other stuff. To me, they have more than enough already in that house to run out wide receivers and skill position players. More than enough. And I think that downfield receiver threat is a big concern for folks. To me, I think third down back literal, legitimate third down back with suddenness and the ability to uncover quickly on third down and in the red zone is a bigger need than wide receiver. Because Ramondre Stevenson can catch a pass. Woo. That's great. You don't need him to to touch the ball upwards of 275 times a year. Get a fast third down back. Marcus Jones in that vein. Uh, Yes. Yes. Well, well, what is Marcus Jones' future with New England? I don't think he can be like a ten-year, three-phase player. I don't. I don't know that that's fair, realistic these days. What do you think? Where do you where do you push him? What direction in year two do they push Marcus Jones? It was interesting to hear Bill say that we couldn't put the offense on Marcus because he needed to master the defense, and then right. you know they actually dabbled or dribbled him in in the uh, the kicking game, too. He wasn't kicking game right out of the chutes. Right. So, obviously, offense is dessert for him. If he's that good, if he's smart enough, if he can do blitz pickup, stop making a dessert and make it the main course. If he is that good, which I think he certainly appears to be, put him over there. Mm. Um, you can find another corner. 
Guys, in-house, you like him. He's actually got the build that so many successful third-down backs have had for the Patriots. Um, And while it might not be valued that much league-wide in the Patriots' offense, and I don't care what system they're running, they need somebody who uncovers more quickly. And we see it all the time on, you know, the the change-up backs that Philadelphia was running and running and running between Miles Boston and, excuse me, um, Boston Scott and and Miles Sanders. It's just... Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of back, and the Patriots don't have that back. Maybe it's Pierre Strong. I, I don't know, but they need to apply that. Tom uh, E. Curran joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Tommy, I'll let you uh, wrap on this one with a quick question. Why uh, is dein Deutsch? That's German for how's your German? Uh, no bueno. Say, say mal. Fantastic. What do you think about going to Germany? You excited about that this fall? Oh, oh, oh. Again, that'll be a Phil gig. <laughs> the guy. He's got babies. You're already sending Perry over there? Come on, Tom. Yeah. Um, I just found Bo Pete on my desk. Oh. Um, <laughs> good Bo. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that interview took a turn. Tom, we yep. appreciate the time as always. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week. Uh, time for you to go grab some bounties and find a quicker picker up. Uh, sorry about that, but it was always a pleasure. There's a picture coming. Nice. Look forward to it. <laughs> see you, Tom. I can't wait to see that one. You can follow him at Tom E. Curran on Twitter. Once again, today's conversation with Tom E. Curran was brought to you by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. Man, I thought that I, I, I'm I'm hoping to make my way to Germany, Andy. If if there's any chance we can do a couple of six rings or whatever is time for the six rings podcast in German, aren't you fired up for that? Absolutely, passport is ready to roll, Fitzy. You tell me when to arrive at the airport, and I'll be there. I already had some friends that work at some local breweries offer to uh, meet up in Germany for some tours. Uh, very, you can go trace the motherland of Miller Lite and all your favorite kinds of beers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I need to tell you real quick. I yeah. cheated on Miller Lite this weekend with what? some Cisco hazy ales or something. Gotta tell Ooh, you, that's they a pack good a little bit more of a punch. It was like 6.8% alcohol. I was feeling a little bit. Not bad. Well, welcome to my side of the street. They weren't bad, though. They weren't bad. They were not pure uh, Christmas tree water. They were, they were very good. <laughs> Christmas tree water. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right. We're having a good time today. I'm enjoying today's program. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back to the Fitzy and Hart program, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on next week uh, with a possible neutral site AFC championship. Could the NFL possibly be using the misfortune of one and subsequently many to their benefit? And would that surprise anybody? The answer to that question is no. We'll talk about that and so much more with the Patriots offense, breaking down what Tommy Curran offered us here on WEI Football Sunday. But first, we trend with Ethan. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now at WEEI and WEEI.com. The first half of the NFL divisional round in the books as the Chiefs punch their ticket to a fifth straight AFC championship game. Patrick Mahomes sustaining an ankle injury during the first half, forcing him out for a series. X-rays during the game came back as negative, but he is set to have an MRI today to have it looked at further. 
the Eagles stomping the Giants 38-7 as Philly made a very easy work of their division rivals. They will now be hosting the NFC Championship game against the winner of today's Cowboys and 49ers game. And speaking of that, you can catch both of the two remaining games right here on WEEI or on the free Odyssey app. And coverage for those games begins at 2.30 p.m. with kickoff for the Bengals and Bills set at 3 and the Cowboys and 49ers set for 6.30. The Boston Celtics bench stepping up last night without Jason Tatum in a 106-104 win over the Toronto Raptors. Grant Williams finished the game with a career-high 25 points on the night. Marcus Smart and Rob Williams also went down with injuries in the second half, but they are expected to be okay, so good news on that end. They play again tomorrow night in Orlando against the Magic. Tip-off for that game is set at 7 p.m. And the Bruins today are hosting the San Jose Sharks, and that game is set for puck drop at 7 p.m. It's the football postseason, win or go home, and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of a hundred authentic pro football jerseys. I'm Ethan Hrisadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEEI and WEEI.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WEEI Football Sunday rolls on. We just had a great chat with Tommy Kern from NBC Sports Boston that ended with his dog urinating on his desk, which was uh, an unexpected turn. But that's part of the fun of doing live radio. See, that's why you always got to stay live and local, Andy, because you have to expect the unexpected. That's right. I mean, we know that Tom Kern can be opinionated and piss some fans off, but we didn't know he pissed his own dog off. 
If you missed the interview, you can, of course, use the Odyssey app with the live rewind feature. Go back, listen to it. You can get the podcast of WEEI Football Sunday. Or, hey, just tune in to us. We're with you every Sunday up until the Super Bowl from 10A to 230P. And it's a good time. Of course, hey, and while you're at it, why not throw a sub to the Six Rings podcast? We had some great chats this week, including a divisional round preview with our pal Mike Giardi from the NFL Network. Andy, before we get to the possibility of the NFL I'm not going to say definitely, possibly kind of wanting to switch to the uh, permanent neutral site idea. I want to get your feelings on that. And if you think the NFL is actually going to try to put that to a vote, if in fact they do get their first one ever next Sunday, we have our old pal Polly in the truck who wants to talk about uh, the future of a certain former Patriot. Uh, hello, Polly. How are you? Hey, what's happening? I, I'm here, here for my regularly scheduled uh, beatdown of Jumbo Hot. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, and, oh boy. <laughs> I love you, Andy. I, I, I do this every <laughs> every time we talk, you know, just to help you out, you know, and set you on the right path. And, oh, and it's all done with all due respect. But was, did I hear Steve call himself the best talk, uh, caller on Sports Talk Radio again? Yep. I did think I he hear did. him say that? I really? think he did. Yep. Steve, come back and talk to me when you were your name caller of the year for the United States and you have one of the highest, uh, highest regarded opinions. On sports talk radio, you are a god negative, a god nay, Bob. Uh, uh, the glass is half empty. Uh, uh, a man that marches with a uh, with a Ron Borges buffoon troupe. Okay, <laughs> always is always a problem with you. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, Tom Brady. That, that press conference when he's leaving Tampa Bay, I, I'm reading this like a reader, like a book, and when I saw it. You know, and I, I heard, I read some of the things that he said. Then I saw him on TV, and I watched him. And then he's like, okay, well, well, you know, that was a goodbye. That's for sure. And at the end, see you later. Take it easy. And the last, the only thing he forgot to say was, I get now, I get, I get a man in New England. I have to see about a horse. Okay, <laughs> I gotta go now. Take it easy. He's on his way. I can't wait to get Bill O'Brien back here. I can't believe you. Are, you know, you are. For him, I should say. For him. That's why they're getting back O'Brien. They're going to straighten all the stuff out. He's going to get the offense. is going to get their, their due space and respect by Coach Belichick this time. They're going to be allowed to, you know, free wheel more. You know, he comes come in with a suggestion. Sure, he's a head coach, but the final word is going to be with Bill and Tommy. Okay, we need a full, we need a, a, a tight end, okay, as well. He comes with Gronk. And the first person, I, the first thing I pick up is a real life fullback. And I've been saying that. Since I started this Brady Ranch um, uh, last October, okay? I mean, Andy, you want to still circle the wagons for Mac Jones. You're going to have Belichick. If he listens to you, he's going to look, he's going to look like Custer's last stand. We're going to continue to get buried by all these big guns that we're facing in the, AF, in the AFC. Tom Brady's going to be another one. There's going to be seven of them now if he's not playing for us. We better have one of those on the table. You're not getting by. All those, all those elite quarterbacks. There's too many of them. You can't do it. You're not going to be able to scheme and dink and dunk and play absolutely perfect football, disciplined football, mistake free against six guys. You might be able to get away with it once or twice, but you're not going to get around all six of them. And if Brady comes into the AFC, which he's gonna, he's coming here, by the way, and you hope you're grateful when he finally arrives, then it's going to be seven. You're just you're going to keep sinking into the quicksand. We listen to guys like you and other rats out there like Bill Perry and, and, and others, you know, that don't believe it's going to happen. Can't read it. 
running around meeting the media hood for the most obvious. There's guys like 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 Gaspar and Fitzy and Bach that are out there that understand. Even Teddy Johnson's running around like a that word out here. That. I appreciate. Well, we okay. can, but not in the way he used. Yes, it. We, yes, yeah. We. we Good uh, I wasn't quite sure exactly when to interject where that was going exactly how to try to steer that back onto the rails but uh he he took the train right off the tracks there wow. with that one so i just Hopefully. love when people dig their own graves because that's what paulie just well, did. that's he what just you have to let take him do grave yep he just dug his own sports take grave now first he wanted to give you the business and then he decided to embarrassed just... himself yeah, yeah then he embarrassed himself for what a minute and a half two minutes of uh spewing idiocy I, I personally believe tom brady returning to new england has zero chance and i think if some miracle of all miracles had happened it would be the saddest day in the history of the new england patriots franchise quite honestly I w brian belichick will be named offensive coordinator before tom brady returns to the patriots yeah so i mean paulie There's can go off on i want to see more save my two children grow up to be happy and healthy and successful I, literally i, I think what, and then he said Gronk's coming too. Okay, yeah, that's really going to happen. After Gronk, Gronk got on Up and Adams earlier this <laughs> right. week on the K Adams show and complained about how hard it was for him he, how, it, here in New England that winning wasn't fun and then losing turned into two or three days of misery. Come on, yeah, I, uh, I mean it's a great it's a great uh, little segment and rant to go on, Polly. If it were only based in any truth, now the one part I do agree with. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, two parts that I agree with. First All part right. I agree with is Tom said goodbye to Tampa, said goodbye mm -hmm. to the media, made it clear that he was not going back to Tampa, and he could very well be in the AFC. Las Vegas is certainly a potential landing spot. And then the other part of Polly's take that I enjoyed is bring back the fullback. I agree. Patriots used to win when they had a fullback. You need to mm -hmm. find the next James Devlin. It's going to be hard. It's going to be harder to find the next James Devlin than it is to find the next Tom Brady, but... You got to find the next James Devlin. And by the way, the idea of Rob Gronkowski returning to football—I'm um, not sure if you saw him on the Fox pregame show last night before yeah, Giants and Eagles. I believe uh, Ethan has the audio of Gronk's triumphant return to broadcasting, but I think he may want to lace him up once again. Are going to fly. Their offense is the real deal, led by head coach Nick Sirianni and offensive coordinator Shane Spikeman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do we should we do thirty minutes breaking that down? Okay, first um, of all, let's hear Ethan. Can we hear that one more time, please? Are going to fly. Their offense is the real deal, led by head coach Nick Sirianni and offensive coordinator Shane Spikeman. <laughs> Tremendous. Okay, so first of all, in case any anyone listening, in case anyone's listening, for anyone listening, in case you're unfamiliar with the names of these gentlemen that happen to guide the Philadelphia offense as they fly, Eagles fly. It is head coach Nick Sirianni, not Sirianni. That's fine, okay? That's it's, it's, an, it's an unusual, if not unique, last name. You don't hear it too often. I get that. But the offensive coordinator is Shane Steichen, I believe? Yes. I like not Spikeman. Spi Spikeman? Spikeman? You lead an offense? What better name could an offensive coordinator have than Spikeman? That's well, Gronk was the Spike Man. No wonder exactly. why his brain went there. Exactly. And uh, quick side note on Nick Sirianni or Sirine or whatever he called him. Uh, uh -huh. First of all, careful. You're on live TV when you're saying you know what you're effing doing. Um, oh, did you? Oh, so you caught that as well when he went down and gave the ref the business with the who the did catch salute? it? It was crystal clear, <laughs> and he seems like a bit of a dink. I don't care. I don't for mind him. that though. 
Uh, he's a dink. You think so? Yeah. I didn't, like he was dancing with the sky cam after maybe their second touchdown, making faces. He ran off. Remember when he ran off the field earlier this year? Like, that's for Frank Reich, screaming at the camera, screaming mm-hmm. at the sideline. The whole thing. He's an act. I hope he loses. Really? I'm rooting against him. I don't care for him. I don't care. Nope. Wow. Not a fan. I am. Su- color me surprised. Why? I thought he would be your kind of guy who's got like the right attitude, good moxie. Like he's, yeah. I, I wouldn't call him a tryhard. Like I actually think he's done an impressive job, especially considering how washed we all thought he was after that initial press conference. Like anybody oh, who terrible. watched that couldn't have had any faith in nope. Nick Sirianni uh, stepping yep. up and actually leading the Eagles back to relevance and uh, putting forth one of the better offensive attacks in the NFL. Like that was, that, I, that was, I was just flat out awful. Yep. And Adam Gase now, probably now he's actually pretty good. Adam Gase probably called him and was like, hey, you know, I know bad press conferences to introduce yourself. And ooh, that was a doozy, buddy. No taco involved, but you're just as bad. Yeah. Uh, um, I know this guy. He does this thing. Uh, if you want to if you want to distract people from how bad your press conference were, he does this flying burrito thing. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, but no, the Eagles looked good and he's certainly a good offensive coach. And I don't I don't begrudge him what he is accomplishing out there but yeah he uh, he's more of a hardo than mike vrabel i think he's got a little bit of a i don't know how big he is he comes off as a, a little man syndrome and oh i know andy you're an expert on little man syndrome nick sirianni how tall is he I, is he doesn't he... seem petite i wouldn't i wouldn't say that he's a little wee. Hmm. You go- is six that the sound two. of andy hart googling Six always, two. always very compelling radio especially on a sunday morning during a football show while he's you google two. that i'll go back to the phones uh, one of our favorite regulars here in the station. Seems like we've got some caller-on-caller crime that yeah. one of our regular P1s would like to address. David's in the car. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. So, yeah, I, I want to touch base on the Patriots, what they need to do. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's cool for callers to call out each other and be disrespectful <laughs> and unprofessional. I, I think every caller that calls the radio, they, they call in to express how they feel, what they think, what their thoughts are. I think people need to leave it alone when they start calling out each other. It's not cool. It's not professional. Um, on the Patriots, I think what you know we need to do is we need a good offensive line all the way around. I think Mac needs to be the the, the quarterback, uh, and we need uh, Billy O'Brien as a, as an offensive coordinator. If, if this team wants to make some noise and, and be competitor in the playoffs, which I believe they have to within the next year or so, otherwise I think there's going to be hell to pay when it comes to Belichick and, and the Patriots organization if he doesn't get this team out there. But uh, it, the all-around offensive line needs to be addressed, needs to be fixed. Uh, you need good receivers. You need good linemen. And, of course, I do believe you have a quarterback that can handle it if he's got the right person calling the place for him, which that would be Billy O'Brien, my opinion. All right, David, hey, David. Thanks, for, thanks very much for the call. Andy, I think David's priorities pretty much are in lockstep with the priorities of most Patriots fans, or at least the ones that understand that you can't just uh, – have like a fantasy football redraft and all of a sudden just it starts it starts with the fundamentals like boring would be best I think for the Patriots to start to undo what they did last season to the offense and rebuild the offense so that before it becomes a high-flying attack before it looks like 2023 in the NFL you don't have Mahomes you don't have Josh Allen just give me strong fundamentals and we we've seen teams from afar that the more you change things, mm-hmm. generally the worse it is, right? Like, you need some consistency and continuity in the sport of football. Um, and that's not to say, 
you can't change if it's obviously broken. Like, I'm not advocating for Matt Patricia to stay because they lost Josh McDaniels and you don't want three. Nope, it's obvious he didn't work. You need to change that. But if you start pulling the plug on quarterback and other things, all of a sudden I just think you end up in this washing machine just once over, just going over and over again of turnover and turmoil and and not really coming out the other side of it uh, successfully. Did you... I'm sure you didn't, but some people did. They read my Sunday 7 on WEEI.com, and one of the interesting things I wanted to look up and put in the Sunday 7 this week was, did you know there's only 11 teams that have gone longer without a playoff win than the New England Patriots right now? Wow. Only a, like the Patriots You're in the are bottom in third. the bottom third. And there's a couple that are obvious ones. Like I think the Lions are like 31 years or something without yeah, it's been a, a playoff win. Uh, the Dolphins, I think, are 21 years. Like there's a few, and obviously the Dolphins had a chance this year to break that. Um, I have but, a hard yeah, time thinking of what the Dolphins' last playoff win. I, I can pretty much almost tell you every team's last playoff win. I cannot tell you the Dolphins' last playoff win. No, me neither. 21 years ago. So that was the 2002 season when they made it. They must have had a playoff win. Um, but the point is, the Patriots, you're you're at the bottom. You're with teams, you know, or closer to the bottom than you'd like to think you are, having gone four years now without a playoff win. And I think sticking with Mac, sticking with Mac is your best way to get a playoff win, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not guaranteeing it's the best way to get back to Super Bowl contender status. And that's the rub of the Mac argument and debate right there. I think your best course to get back to winning a playoff game is Mac. Super Bowl? Question mark? Not mm-hmm. so sure. Not so uh, sure. Just to share word, not that this really matters for Hill of Beans or a whole, a whole bunch of nothing, but while watching football with fans of multiple other teams last night, uh, fans of the Giants, fans of the Jets, and fans of the Chiefs. The common word that kept coming up about Mac Jones, dink. Yeah. It's, cause it's, it's so funny how they, none of them said, like, yeah, they really did him dirty this year with that Matt Patricia guy. I mean, they understand that the Patriots offense was a tire fire this season, and a lot of it was self-inflicted wounds and the doing from within, but... They all just kept saying the same thing, like, yeah, like that reputation we've talked about that, you know, we think he needs to start working on like by showing up at the 99 and being the people's quarterback and not saying I hate seafood and trying to slide tackle into other people and take their legs out and complain so often. They all kept saying, like, yeah, he seems like kind of a dink, like a whiner. So there is like this is this isn't just from people that want to that bust my chops or that want to criticize the Patriots from afar or are just plain envious of all the success of the Brady Belichick run. There's this growing perception outside of New England, and I know New England doesn't care at all what other people think of anything inside New England. Hey, you know, pay attention to your own matters. Shut your mouth unless you live here. At the same time, like I kind of it's weird that that that's the two years in one playoff victory in a pretty forgettable 2022 and most people think like yeah that guy's a dink well have you ever heard anyone say he's likable i don't think so i really I have just not. just being just shooting straight i, I really don't think nope. i have he does not ooze likability and that, not that that's the so, be all I, and end i all. thought that was like one of the big things super smart super likable like you know from well, the i don't draft know no. super smart memes no i, I don't know that, that anyone deal. ever said super likable Super smart, football IQ, decision-making, passionate, dedicated. I don't know that I ever heard super likable. And again, doesn't matter. You know who's mm-hmm. not likable? William Belichick. He became likable because he kicked ass, took names, and won Super Bowls. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't think likability is a prerequisite for NFL success. No. Nope. But I've also never heard anyone say Mac is likable. 
Hmm. I just thought that was interesting that he's already Sophie. Got I've never spoken with Sophie. I think Sophie probably thinks he's likable. She probably does, and so does the puppy. And they love and they love their selfie. The Sophie selfies. There's nothing eh, cuter in the world. Not sold on the puppy. <laughs> Too small a dog for you, right? Oh God, yes. No, yeah. that's not a dog. That's a cat yeah. with a bark. You, you and I love to agree on disagreeing on one and many several things, but I think we can both agree that pocket pooches are not where it's at. But then again, they no. probably won't jump on your desk and pee when you're in the middle of a, a hit talking football on the Patriots in the 11 o'clock hour. We did not discuss the neutral site, who we will get back to that, and we'll play a little would you rather or discuss some possible quarterback options. Polly in the truck earlier said Brady is coming back to New England. It's a surefire thing. I highly doubt it, but you know what? We'll toss around a couple other names just to stoke the fires of the offseason fun. It's Fitzy and Hart. It's WEI Football Sunday. Don't go anywhere. Wrapping up hour number two of WEI Football Sunday. Fitzy and Hart are here with you until 2.30 today, at which point we will throw to coverage and pregame of Bengals at Bills. It's day two of the best football weekend of the year, a bit of a lackluster day one as we outlined in the first hour yesterday with the Chiefs over the Jags, 27-20, and the Eagles curb stomping, and that's putting it lightly, the Giants 38-7. you got Bengals at Bills at 3, and then you got Cowboys at Niners, 6.30. We'll go full-blown preview in the 1 o'clock hour. Kyrie Thompson joins us at 1.20. 2 o'clock today, our pal Shime Time from the Greg Hill Morning Show and the WEI Producers Show will give you all of his predictions for best bets, propositionals, parlays, teasers, the works. Andy, one question I wanted to follow up with on that little Mac Jones note from talking to some friends outside of New England last night watching the lackluster divisional Saturday was, do you believe any effort as the Patriots look to remake the offense, bringing in a new offensive coordinator, possibly some new talent, offensive line coach, and more in year three? Will an effort be undertaken by Mac, Sophie, whomever, you know, counsels him, gives him advice and information on how to sort of like be more accessible, more likable. Do you think an effort will be made to sort of like undo this reputation that Mac is developing or no? Yes. No, I, I think a, uh, I pulled a Belichick there. Yes. No. Well, which is it, Andy? Is it yes or is it no? Uh, I think there will be uh, a minor undertaking. I do not think it'll be his focus. I think his focus will quite obviously and necessarily right. be on football. And, and like I said, winning takes care of everything, but I do think, you know, he has people around him that are probably aware of what's said, what's written, what's thought about him. And I think he can take minor steps towards being more likable, more accessible. You know, even the guy he's been compared to in various forms and fashions the last year, Trevor Lawrence, because of struggles, flip-flop of struggles, various mm-hmm. things. Trevor Lawrence, if you look at the way the last couple weeks have gone for him, I think it's really interesting how he's handled it. Three interceptions in the first quarter of his first playoff game. Not freaking out, not screaming, not yet. Like, he didn't lose his cool, and they come back to win, or Chargers blow it, however you want to look at it. And then yesterday, in a game where there were some frustrations, and he just, he's he's sort of just cool, calm, collected, even mm-hmm. keel. And I wonder if even something like that, does somebody just show him how Trevor Lawrence deals with adversity um, and I'm not saying you can't be yourself. I know he's McEnroe Jones, and there's a little fire in there that's gotten him to where he is, and you don't want to... I think if you put that fire out completely, you probably end his chances of being as good as he can be. It's managing the fire, controlling... It's a little like the Incredible Hulk, right? <laughs> Control yep. it. You may need it sometimes, 
but control it. Learn to control it. And I do think Mac will go down that road. Uh, I agree. I think so. I think there'll be a few people that get in his ear and just let him know, like, hey, so there's, there's just a couple ways. I know you can still be you and your teammates love you and you've got all their support and you got the fire in your belly and people love that about you. And, and these fans want to see a productive offense. They want to see points. They want to see wins. They'd love to see you go to the playoffs. And they wouldn't mind you being the people's champion if you could just sort of, I don't know, like, you know, There'll be a lot of forget. Look, winning cures all, and there will be a lot of forgive and forget if the Patriots score some points and win more games than they lose next season. I think everyone will be happy to proverbial rear view that season and all of the histrionics, the the pissy antics, as Edelman called it, uh, and and beyond. It'll just sort of be like, oh, okay, we can chalk it up to what happened with the offense and the bad decisions that Judge Patricia and Belichick made. I just think there'll be a little bit of a concerted effort made to make him see, make him. More, yeah, yeah, just more likable, you know, yeah. likable in the public eye, uh, you know, a l- little less complaining, maybe some, you know, some ad campaigns, maybe a little social media, whatever, because I know the guys love him, but at the same time, like, there's just a little bit of a reputation that's dogging him. But again, winning will yep. absolutely cure all. Um, to that neutral site title game thing, there's no official word that the NFL is going to vote on it or consider it. But there's been some whispering that the NFL has their eyes on next Sunday's potential neutral site game. And once again, in case people are unfamiliar, if the Bengals win today, then the AFC championship is a rematch of last year. It'll be Bengals at Chiefs and it'll be played at Arrowhead. If the Bills win today, it'll be Bills versus Chiefs at a neutral site. It'll be Mercedes-Benz Stadium, site of Super Bowl 53. Oh, great ending on that one in Atlanta on next Sunday. And I think that's the night game next week at 6.30. So you're basically going to be kind of watching a mini Super Bowl. And I get this feeling, Andy, that the NFL is going to look at it and think, man, 25,000 seats have been sold to Bills fans, season ticket holders. 25,000 seats have been sold to Chiefs season ticket holders. That the NFL is going to look at it and think, there's got to be a way we could do this going forward. Like, who wouldn't want to monetize the championship games? And taking away home field advantage, the joy of seeing it in weather and in snow. You know, I was watching highlights earlier of the 2017 AFC Championship. Uh, Patriots just kicking the crap out of the Steelers. That was the big Hogan game, and it was super foggy. Uh, you can think of weather in other games, but it's freezing cold. Taking that away would just, like, rob what you do all season long to earn the right to have to play on your home field where it's super loud or it's snowy or whatever it is, whatever conditions that you know you you covet and thrive in i just think that would like i don't need the three super bowls every season yeah this um i would call this the matt patricia of nfl games because as i correctly predicted last winter i knew the way bill belichick thought and would consider matt patricia come is up he did even though it was a terrible idea and everybody knew it was a terrible idea and as I, I said, I believe I was with Rich Keefe on the Tuesday after the DeMar Hamlin situation unfolded on Monday Night Football that the NFL is going to make it a neutral site game, and then they're also going to consider doing it moving forward in games that are not affected by such uh, health scares and inefficiencies and inequities. And that's just the way they do business. These are test balloons. It's a terrible idea. Absolutely terrible idea to take it away from a home fan base. Terrible idea. A lot of Super Bowl crowds kind of sneaky stink because they're corporate. And mm-hmm. no one wants Super that. Super sneaky want, stink. Thank you. Yeah. And I want Kansas City. Like, And I'm not saying Kansas City specifically. Seattle. Home bases. Home crowds. You earned it. And don't take something else away. You've already removed a buy. Now it's one buy. 
take away home field advantage. Why? So you can make it corporate. And also, yes, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes probably sells. Don't you think there'd be some AFC title games that wouldn't sell out, where people wouldn't be excited necessarily to fill out the place? So I, I don't... It's a terrible idea. It's an NFL idea. There's no doubt about it. It's an NFL idea. But be careful. Be careful. Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Don't do it, NFL. Terrible idea. These are unique circumstances that hopefully will never come about again, that we should never have to bear witness to anything as traumatic as what happened a few weeks ago to DeMar Hamlin in Cincinnati. And I understand they're trying to play the make the most or make the best of it with this neutral site option because... It was really the only fair thing since they couldn't replay Bengals, Bills. And also the Bengals, by the way, they kind of feel like they're getting a raw deal today because they were one game, you know, they could have beaten Buffalo in that game. And then today's game would be in Cincinnati, but they're not lobbying hard. There's not a big campaign. There's not like a lot of complaining coming from Cincinnati. It, it kind of stinks what happened to them in that, but they're making the best of it. This should be a one-off where we all watch that game next week if it happens and say, oh, it was pretty cool. It was really loud for both teams. It felt like a, it felt like a, uh, it'll feel like the pro version of the college football championship. Let's do it once, but let's not make it a regular thing. But, no. but the same way that they've corporatized the Super Bowl, I used to love when they had different logos for the Super Bowl, but now it's just the same damn logo yep. everywhere. You don't get the unique art. You don't get the unique feeling of the Super Bowl. Now, they would love to just have it in the same three or four stadiums and have it be the same you know, absolute like, uh, you know, cash cow that it's turned into, which I understand, but it's too clean. It's too corporatized. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think it would be an absolute, a huge blunder to make this a regular thing. And I don't know. I mean, even owners, like part of a playoff run is, is having home gates, isn't it? Like having yeah. an extra guess. I just, I don't see the upside to it. I really don't. Yeah. You sell a few more tickets in another I, but even that, I don't sell packages. I know they control their own little travel arm, whatever that's called, that they sell packages to these Pro Bowls mm -hmm. and Super Bowls and different. Like, yeah, you can control that and probably sell some packages to people who, you know, pay a premium for your flight, hotel, ticket combo. But it's it's a drop in the bucket, and I think the damage to the overall game would far outweigh any any advancements. Yeah, it would be, you know, they would just be would homogenizing suck. the title yeah. games. It would suck. It would just suck. I'm just going to say it. Simple word. Suck. It would suck. And, and I'll tell you straight up, if it is Buffalo at KC next week, would I like to go? Yes. I, I think it would yeah, be my, a blast. My I, son I, and I were actually online time, like, last night. What's that? <laughs> my son and I were actually online last night looking at the tickets and, and how much of the flights were and everything. But You uh, were not. Yeah, we actually were. I was like, hey, you know, we could go. He's like, yeah, it's going to be like a Super Bowl. I was like, no, the tickets won't be that bad. And um, there were tickets selling for in the – now, this was – you needed some code. I wasn't sure exactly because mm -hmm. the, the secondary ticket market was pricier, but there were still Ticketmaster tickets for like 140 160 That's not bad to get in? Um, yeah, You do know it's in, the most the... affordable stadium in terms of uh, concessions, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, is it going to be or is the NFL taking over that too? Because the no. Falcons, yes – when the Falcons are there, it's affordable. When the NFL's there, I don't know. But the flights were like five hundred, which was a little pricier than I wanted to spend on a just well, I mean, Atlanta. can we, listen, hey, listen, if it's Buffalo KC, if anybody wants to underwrite a quick six rings trip, we yeah, could do, uh, we could do the fathers and sons at the Atlanta. at the game next week. We'll do a live six rings from the ATL. And Wiggy'll come. What's that strip club he likes down there? <laughs> All right, we'll With introduce the our children to strip clubs. <laughs>
What a fine wrap to the second hour of the program. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, it's more coordinators. It's more QBs. All things you need to know and weigh in on Patriots Nation with the third hour of WEEI Football Sunday here on the second day of the divisional round. Don't you go anywhere. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.